This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So a number of foreign qualified doctors or doctors who have qualified in foreign countries have been left frustrated and jobless as a result of not being able to be certified and registered with the Health Professions Council of South Africa. While there's no precise reason as to why the delays um, in exams continue, the process is handled by an external service provider. The HPSCSA has been advertising closed bids at two universities across the country to handle the exams since July of last year. Um, well, if you let's uh, find out more. I've got on the line Dr. Mwiponim Kwanazi, who is one of those doctors who uh, got their qualification outside of the country. Dr. Mkwanazi, good morning, and thank you so much for your time. Thank, uh, thank you so much for having me. Good morning, CT. Okay, let's talk about, first of all, when where you were trained. Where did you get your qualification? Can you repeat that again, please? I said, please tell us about where you got your qualification. Where did you train? Okay, I trained in Russia. Mm-hmm. I trained in Russia for well about seven years, and that is like from 2016. I left the country in 2016, and I only got back in 2022. Mm-hmm. And so this was with the understanding that uh, on return, what would be the process that you would need to unfold? Uh, to be quite frank with you, when uh, there was not really an initial like set plan for us, unlike uh, our counterparts from Cuba, wherein they knew already that what was their fate coming back to South Africa, they already mm. knew that they were going to be uh, integrated into the system. With us, I can tell you that much, that I almost anticipated that something was going to happen with the HPCC that involved me having to do with the board exams. Mm-hmm. But what was unforeseen was having to wait so long for the board exam. I already knew that I'm going to write the board exam even before 2020. Mm. But then what was unforeseen is that it was going to take so long for us to write the board exam. So you have now been waiting how long for this exam? It's been uh, almost a year. I think uh, this month marks a year until like from the, the first time I submitted my document to the HPCSA. I submitted my document to the HPCC, uh, like all of my counterparts, last year, September. And since then, there's never been an exam set. Now, what happens in the process while, in the meantime, while you, as you await to sit for this exam, are you allowed to do any work or are you allowed, what, 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 what are you just basically sitting? Like what happens is that you writing the board exams uh, with the HPCC is to them to check if you're competent enough mm. and you can be in their field. And what that means is that until you are registered with the HPCSA or you're affiliated with the HPCSA, you cannot touch patients. Mm. It's almost illegal for you to do that. So what you have to do is just sit out, sit at home, or even if you decide to go to the hospital, you're going to be shadowing like a student, not as a doctor, because you're not really allowed to touch patients. If anything goes wrong, who's going to be held accountable? It's hmm. actually illegal for you to go ahead and act like a doctor that you are. <laughs> I wonder, you know, I imagine there's quite a number of, because I gather you also, you all staged a march to the union buildings last, uh, yes, last uh, week. We to re- the union buildings, which uh, I want to say, is very, it was very uh, unconventional. TT, I can tell you that. I never imagined any day in my life that I would actually see doctors, not me being part of them, marching or striking. Mm. It's very unconventional, we must agree. But we have tried a lot of ways to communicate and get our message to the SPCSA, 
like a lot of other things. Like we try to go the the normal way of communicating with them, going to the HPCSA. I think I've been to the HPCSA three times since my since my initial submission. Mm. Nothing has ever helped me. Um, you get there to the HPCSA, they tell you, uh, we'll communicate mm. to you with you via email. Imagine leaving. I'm from the fish state originally. Mm. Leaving the fish state to go to Pretoria to check out guys, mm. what's going on with my my application? What are the the new developments? You get there, they tell you, ah, oh, relax, we're going to communicate with you via email. That is mm. another part. We mm. Even uh, the people that explored uh, going to court with the HTTCA, imagine having to take an entire council to court. Mm. You understand. And going to court is like not, not free. There's like okay. a third party involved where mm. you have to involve lawyers and everything. Okay. And that's not what everyone else can afford. I mean, okay. there's like about 500 of us wow. that are on the ground. There's 500 doctors that are on the ground. That's a lot of doctors. To serve the people. Mm. So my, the point I'm trying to make is that us going to the march, I can tell you that it was really unconventional. Never did I imagine in my life that I'd be a mm. doctor going to march against uh, a council. Yeah. But I feel I like you. that's the only language mm. that the HPCC would understand mm. and that really didn't involve money and going to court because going to court is money. Okay, i tell you, you know, what, Dr. Mwipo Nimukwanazi, who's a doctor qualified or trained in Russia on the line with us here telling us about their frustrations now, not being able to sit for an exam which will allow them to actually begin practicing. Stay with us, if you will, Dr. Mkwanazi. I'm just also listening in on our conversation. We have uh, the head of department, uh, cooperations at the Health Professional the Council of South Africa, the Health Professionals Council of SA. Uh, David Mamecha, good morning and thank you for your time. Uh, good morning and uh, uh, good morning to Dr. Mkwanazi as well and mm. your listeners and thank you for having me. So what, uh, from your side of things, uh, from your side as the HPACA, uh, what seems to be the problem here? Why is there these delays? I mean, uh, a, I mean, a few weeks and months, one can probably understand. A year, what is, what is going on? No, no, no. Uh, firstly, uh, I, I, I regret and, and I, I apologize to Dr. Mkwanazi and, and, and her colleagues um, if she was in the in the march uh, to our offices last week, then uh, I would have because I went and I received uh, the, the 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 marchers and the memorandum that they mm. had. Uh, but anyway, uh, l- listen, it's a uh, it's not as simple as that, and and and, and I'll come to the simple version in terms of my response. But re- remember. I don't know the, the particular circumstances of Dr. Mkwanazi. Uh, most of, of South Africans who study uh, abroad would have firstly attempted to enroll uh, with uh, uh, South African universities. And they would have not been accommodated, maybe because the the, the, the universities did not have sufficient capacity, but in most instances, it would have been because they did not meet the requirements for enrollment uh, as medical students in those institutions. And through support from provincial departments in some instances, or their parents, then they would go abroad and and, and study. Now, Mm -hmm. when they return, when they return, um, there is no automatic uh, pathway to registration uh, once you come back from abroad. The HPCSA, as a regulator, has got a responsibility uh, 
to assess and make sure that you you've got the the right competencies, the right skills uh, to be to be uh, allowed to practice your your profession on right. your on your return. And right. that process on its own takes months because it means an applicant has to go and set and get documentary evidence right. about the institution where they trained, the training programs that they went through, what domains were covered uh, during during training, and as well as uh, evidence that that institution is not a fly-by-night uh, mm. institution or a commercial university, as we have experienced with some universities. Well, I, I'm not hearing... I'm not. I'm hearing what I'm hearing you say here is that there's a process. I don't think that anybody has a process uh, has a problem rather with uh, being subjected to some kind of a process, uh, yeah. authentication and what have you. But the problem here is that it sounds from what I'm hearing from Dr. Mkwanas as if nothing is happening. Yes, I'll, ca- I'll come to that. I'm just saying that you know when a person says I've been waiting for for a year. Uh, it just sounds like so straightforward. But what I, what, what I was trying to convey to you is that it's not as straightforward as, as, as that. But in any event, let's come to the situation that we currently face. So what you're saying is that a year, waiting a year is normal? You know, as I said, you know, you know, they have to submit these documents. The documents have to be translated because normally they study in the languages of that, of that, of that country. There has to be certification about the legitimacy of that institution where they trained, and this takes time. And and when that information now, yeah. when that information comes to us, you know, it's not like we we just uh, readily deal with the with the with, with the information. It has to be subjected to a, a committee of the board, and that committee meets only four times a year, and then thereafter, once the committee has dealt with this matter then it has to refer a recommendation to the board itself and it's the board that will say we are satisfied that this institution has produced a capable person who can now be allowed to practice uh, uh, medicine in South Africa. But, so the, the, the only thing this year, and, and, and I apologize for that, we just had difficulty. We, as the HPTSA, rely as you, in your introduction you said, we rely on a service provider which ordinarily would be a university with a medical with a medical school, and we had a relationship with Sufago Mahato University, which ended on the 31st of March 2023. But already uh, March 2022, we were seeking a replacement institution because Sufago Mahato indicated that they were no longer interested in providing these services to us, and we advertised. Only one institution responded, and they didn't meet our requirements. Then we yeah. had to re-advertise on a targeted manner yeah. to all, the, all, all, all the, 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 the medical schools in South Africa. Yeah. Again, it was that very same institution that responded, and it, they still did not meet our requirements. But we, we then had to get what is called a deviation from council, which then allowed us now to go and engage the university. And I can assure you that... Uh, uh, before the end of the year, board exams will be made available. Dr. Mahome Masike, our, our, our registrar, will make an announcement in terms of the exact yeah. dates when uh, those you know, I find it very interesting that it sounds like this uh, cumbersome process that has to be under, uh, that you have to undertake in order to have certain 
the authenticity. This is what worries me. These uh, students, I, I'm led to understand, are mostly sent to these countries by government. And now you talk of, you have to make sure that these are not fly-by-night institutions. Is government sending people to institutions that they're, they're not even sure about? I would assume that the least of your concerns when these students come back and, and graduate is the, you know, the authenticity of institutions that they went to. You're absolutely right. They are sent by provincial departments, not by us. And in fact, uh, on our own website, there is information about institutions that we have already interacted with in the past. And therefore, we, we can indicate that if you go to this institution, you are likely to get the registration with the HPCSA. But what happens is that uh, provincial governments on their own and parents on their own, they send these students to wherever. And then now, when they come back, they, for, for whatever reason... So there's no coordination between the HPCSA the, the and, HPCSA, provincial, and provincial government specifically. No, we are an independent regulatory body. We don't get instructions from government. No, 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 not instructions, but coordination. Like, I mean, whether government has to consult with you to say, we are sending our students to these institutions. Are you happy with these institutions? But I'm saying... Mm that information is already available. So the thing is the provincial government uh, departments of health in this particular instance tend to, for whatever reason, for whatever motivation, uh, tend to do this without, in fact, even though we are, we are an independent uh, uh, regulatory body, if they approached us and said, you know what, we, we are planning on sending students to such and such an institution, we will, obviously. Okay, point. let me ask you this. You say you meet four times. How many uh, have, uh, of these applications uh, from the students who have come through have you, do you consider at a time? How many have been rejected because students have gone to universities that are not accredited or are not approved by yourselves? Well, I, I, you know, like uh, as, as we are talking now, we've got about between 300 and 400 uh, 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 students uh, who are foreign qualified. Uh, that we, we, we have already processed in terms of saying they qualify to sit for yes. board examination. Yeah. So it was just that, uh, that uh, uh, supply chain management difficulty of not having a service provider which has led to the delay. But yeah, I, I, but again, uh, that, that, which is a, a failure on your part. But I want you to stay no, there with no, me, no, Mr. No, no, you can't. No, 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 no stay you with can't. us. I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you, Mr. Mamecha. Um, uh, and Dr. Mipponim Kwanaz. We'll wrap up with them in a short while. I'll, I'll keep them. They're still both with us. We're talking about the frustrations here of uh, doctors who have qualified at foreign universities who are now unable to register in South Africa. All right, uh, I still have with me on the line Dr. Miponim Kwanazi, who is a doctor who trained in Russia and is one of a cohort of uh, doctors who are uh, currently, well, in waiting in limbo, waiting for, to be uh, able to sit for an exam that will allow them to practice um, as uh, doctors, medical doctors in this country. Um, a doctor, and then we also have David Mameta, who is the head of Department uh, uh, Cooperations with the HPCSA, that is the Health Professional Council of South Africa. Thank you for to both of you for staying with us. We are right up to news time. I will. I want us to take the latest news 
news and then we will um, wrap up our conversation um, with you. Right now, though, um, it is time for the latest news headlines. It's 8.30. Power Breakfast with Power Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. Um, my guests on the line are still the Dr. Mwiponi Mkwanazi, foreign a doctor who trained in Russia. She's one of a group of doctors who marched to the union buildings last week to highlight their frustrations at not being able to register in South Africa as doctors or to, they can work in South Africa as doctors because they've not been able to sit for an exam which is conducted by the HPCSA. And uh, David Mameta is the head of uh, uh, core operations. So I'm going to come to you, Dr. Mkwanazi, in a moment, but I need to, uh, and we are, I'm going to ask you, Mr. Mamecha, to be brief about this. You indicated, you've told us that there was a, a delay in this process is as a result of you not being able to secure a partner uh, university that can conduct this exam on your behalf uh, following the end of your deal or arrangement with Sifako uh, Makhatu. Something that you would have been aware of, I imagine, long before it came to an end, that there was that possibility um, that they may not renew uh, yet now we have a situation where students have to sit for over a year waiting in limbo um, while we live in a country with a, doc- with a shortage of doctors. Well, uh, uh, remember what I said. I said we started the process to seek a replacement institution more than a year ago, March 2022. Now, you know, we, we have to adhere to our own supply chain management policies that require us to procure services in a particular way. And now it was just unfortunate that on both occasions where we made these attempts, we were not successful. And then we had to find a way of bypassing our own supply chain management policies. And the only way that we could do that was to get what is called a deviation by council, our ruling council, which was granted. And that has enabled us to engage with the potential service provider. And as I'm talking to you, contractual negotiations are concluding. And my expectation is that uh, by the end of this week, uh, our registrar and CEO, uh, Dr. Masike, will pronounce uh, on the service provider and when those board exams are going to be made available. So a service provider has been identified. It has been identified. A year later. No, no, no. I, th- I think you're just, uh, I, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, you're, you're not hearing me properly. No, no, no. Did you not say that you started this process in 2022? In, in 2022, of course. But then, Isn't that a year ago? More than no, a year no, ago? No, more than a year ago. But I, I, I think you're not hearing the obstacles that we faced. I no, mean, I am yeah. hearing them, but uh, I mean, the obstacles that you faced, I, 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 it just shocks me that you didn't anticipate that there would be these obstacles. But let me ask you just for a moment to uh, allow Mwiponi Mkwanazi to respond. She has been listening to you for a while now. Uh, Dr. Mkwanazi, please go ahead. Just, uh, yeah, go for it. Thank you again for giving this chance, Diego. There's so many of things that uh, Mr. Mamija is saying that are very controversial. For example, uh, he mentioned, which is like trying to paint us wrong. You know, I understand that like, anyone understand that SPCs could have, we could be having internal problems, which we wanted to resonate and, and, and understand. But then the thing he's doing now of trying to say that, not owning up to the fact that SPCs have internal problems with uh, securing the the, the, mm. the, the university. Mm. He comes up and says, we are from uh, what universities, that we need translations and most of us are not qualified. It's not true. 
Like you asked him, for example, this ad here, for beginning of things, we are a recipient of the scholarship of the, the government. So if he's saying that we didn't qualify, that means he's questioning uh, the credibility and the criteria that uh, the Department of Health used to select mm. people to go abroad. Mm. I'll tell you for an example, me. Medicine in South Africa is like 36 points APS, if you don't know, if you know what that is. No, I, I, I manipulated the 42 whipping points in the tree. Mm. You see? And also, he mentioned something about that we need to translate our documents. The translation of documents is done by the, by the applicant. My, my, my documents were translated even before I got to South Africa. I'll make a, a typical example about myself because I know about myself. Yeah. I got to South Africa last year, 10th September. On the 13th of September, I submitted to the CCC because all my documents were fine. And talking about credibility of universities, SPCC itself doesn't have a body itself that uh, checks the, uh, very, that, that verifies whether or not a mm-hmm. university is stable mm-hmm. or not. It mm-hmm. uses an American system called the ethical ECFMG. It's American, which is like a, a requirement of theirs that when you submit to them, you must have been verified by the ECFMG or EPIC. It's an American thing altogether. More like your SACWA, mm. SLQA, the South European one. It's, it's money to do that thing. We did that thing American way and we submitted to them. And with medical schools, I can tell you there's something called the World uh, Directory of Medical Schools. If your university is, is recognized by the World Directory of Medical Schools, it means it's legit. It's legit. Okay. Let alone uh, the fact that SPCSA requires mm. you to be affiliated okay. with the ECFMG and EPIC, which is something that we did. So I would, I, I'm not very appreciative of him coming here and saying that our universities are fly by night, uh, given mm. the fact that he made sure that the requirements of SPCSA made okay. sure that we are affiliated with American okay. verifiers. Mm. Okay. All right, so let me stop you there, doctor. The fact that we are saying we are not, um, couldn't qualify for medicine in South Africa. That's not true. And to, to give you facts about that, it means it's questioning the fact that the Department of Health was, has yeah. discrepancies of okay. issuing uh, mm. scholarships to people that are not qualified to study medicine. All right. Let me stop you. Yeah. And to also say I'm sending something to you to, to make you like, give a perspective of what's going on. I went to an international university just to make you sure what other countries are doing for their people. I went to uh, a lot of people from other countries. Your Nigeria, your, your India, your Lebanon, your Namibia. Yeah. All of these countries have hosted almost two exams already since we graduated last year. You can imagine the, the mental health, how, right. what we're going yeah. through. Imagine being with... Dr. Mkwana, yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to stop you there because we are running out of time. But I, I, I'm here, I, I just want to get a response and then we wrap up with uh, Dr. David Mameja. Please keep, your, keep it brief if you can for me. Yeah, no, no, sure. And, and uh, uh, Dr. Mkwana, I am really sorry uh, that there have been these, these delays. And yes, you might be talking specifically about the institution that you went to in Russia. But I'm talking generally here. You know, for instance, you know, there are in some, in some countries, including in China, uh, you know, where people that look like me and you are not even allowed to touch Chinese patients, which, as you know, is a major requirement uh, for becoming a proper medical, medical doctor. By the way, for, and it's, it's got nothing to do with you, it's just for the racist practices in those, in those, in, in those countries. Now, we've got a, a, a responsibility to say when you are coming back, and you are going to be saving lives in South Africa. You've got the competencies and the skills. But you're not even doing that, Mr. Mamecha. I think uh, to be, I mean, no one is questioning what your responsibilities are as the HPCSA. But the fact is that you are not even doing that at the moment because through your own systems, which you have had to revise and review 
um, you have not been able to do what you are meant to be doing in terms of getting some kind of accreditation for these students. That is what, what the, the gripe of this whole discussion is, is that no one is saying they don't want to go through an examination. Uh, no one is saying they're not willing to go through a, some kind of a criteria that will check whether they are uh, worthy of uh, practicing in South Africa. But you have not done your side. We have. And Titi, I think, I don't know how, how else I can explain this. I've explained the delays, the unanticipated... You have, exp- yeah, yeah, you have explained the delays, um, yeah. they, they are, but I'm hearing excuses. I'm not hearing, I'm not hearing anything you know, legitimate if, if, in terms if, of, a delay, if, of a delay. If I if, if said that, no, we didn't anticipate this, we just sat and woke up uh, uh, in, 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 in some tech. But it would not have taken, if you had anticipated no, this, have, if you had anticipated been, this, no, 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 it would no, not have taken you more than have, a year to, fall, to solve this. We have been working on this all the time, and we are still working on it, even as I'm speaking to you. And Wapal, up to and, now. And, 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 and uh, again, the registrar, Dr. Matike, will make an indication by the end of this week. Okay. We'll leave. We'll, we'll, those exams are going to be made. Up. We'll wait to hear then uh, from um, that registrar then. David Mamecha, Head of Department Cooperations at the HSPCA, HPCSA, thank you for your time. Dr. Miponim Konazi, we will also be in touch with you once again, once we've heard from the registrar by the end of this week, as has been undertaken, as has been promised by Mr. Mamecha. Thank you to both of you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.